Hello, I am C-3PO, and I believe the storyteller is ready. So, let us begin. Cassian Ander, no matter what you tell me or tell yourself, you'll ultimately die fighting these bastards. This week, the story is all about the hype. D23 took place uh, over the last week, and of course, we got another more extensive look at Andor, which premieres on Disney+. Plus in less than a week, but we also got a pretty extensive trailer for The Mandalorian's third season and a new animated anthology series called Tales of the Jedi. Um, So we're just going to chat about all of that exciting stuff uh, in the coming episode, but no major coups or upsets at D23, right? It was all pretty expected and above board. Yeah, it was. Some people were expecting maybe a little bit more. Uh, maybe people were expecting an announcement for Book of Boba Fett season two. Ah. Uh, may- maybe uh, some confirmations of castings, uh, in, like uh, more castings than we got. We got a couple leaked but extremely reliable castings, not necessarily that many. Uh, one of significance. Um, but not that many uh, overall. So there could have been more or talked about there. There was no mention whatsoever of the Acolyte, which Mm. is amidst casting as well. Uh, And so that's something where there has been a little bit of news on that. So I guess probably should mention that as well. Um, But uh, that overall, uh, there hasn't been a... There there wasn't a whole lot new announced. It was just fairly trailer heavy uh, on the Star Wars side. So it was it was predictable, but some people were a little disappointed. I was I was I was pleased to be able to, to see some of the hype for Tales of the Jedi and that it's coming out pretty soon. So that's exciting. Well, I did see, and this might not be brand new information, but uh, Lee Young-Jae from Squid Game is cast in The Acolyte. That's a, a surefire thing now, according to IMDb. Yes, I was actually just going to check to see if it was confirmed on IMDb as well, uh, as well as Joni, uh, Jody Turner-Smith, mm-hmm. uh, who I'm not really sure what she's been in, but... Um... They're the, uh, along with uh, Amanda Stenberg, the three people who were cast. Uh, I do know that Ji um, uh, Long Jae uh, or Lee Jung Jae is uh, going to be playing a Sith Lord, I believe. Oh, cool. Uh, or I don't know if that's confirmed, but I, I believe he's going to be playing kind of like the main um, Sith in the shadows. And so I don't know whether maybe he'll be killed at some point at the end of season one for the acolyte to begin their reign or something along that lines. Uh, or maybe this will be a character who's been in the shadows a lot. Maybe it's Darth Plagueis. Who knows? Wow. That could, there's a, there's a lot that uh, they could be playing. So that'll be interesting. He won see. an Emmy the other night. So he's, he's yes, now a history making. A, yeah, that's a, a, a pretty good vote of confidence yeah. to get someone like after Star Wars. I mean, when you have actors like Giancarlo Esposito uh, in Star Wars, it's, it's consistently getting people who are at the top of acclaim in the television world as well. So that's nice to see that they're continuing that reign. Maybe we should talk about the Andor trailer uh, first, just because we're going to be talking about Andor a lot in the next 10 weeks or so. So let's uh, do that business first and then we can talk about some other stuff. Um, This is the longest trailer, I think. It probably does recycle a little bit of stuff, but we get to kind of see some of the previous narration from previous peaks at Andor uh, with a little bit more context. Um, And Stellan Skarsgård, again, kind of seems like the most intriguing figure to me. Yeah, he's definitely front and center with his, like, like, 
everything and Cassianander and like just his and the the little scene. I don't know if you watched the scene where he tries to pay him extra to figure out how he was able to acquire information and steal information. They have released one scene of uh, Luthen Rail, who's Cassian, who's Stellan Skarsgård's character. Yeah. Having a conversation with Cassian. Did you see that? Uh, I, I saw Diego Luna on Kimmel last night and there was a little clip. I think it was that that you're talking about. Probably, yeah. yeah, and just they're kind of like exchanging some information. And so, yeah, he's really front and center, whether it's in the trailers, the teasers. Um, I'm sure he'll be a bit in the promotional stuff, although he's been a little bit under. It's been really Diego Luna heavy. He's been just leading the charge, which I guess is appropriate for a show called Andor, but it does feel very much like an ensemble. Right. Uh, so it will be interesting to see. Maybe it's going to be kind of like a, a, a three-headed monster with uh, those two and Mon Mothma. Mon Mothma also gets some focus in this trailer. Um, but uh, it'll be interesting to see how the overall construction of the season is done, uh, because it seems like it's going to be focusing on Cassian at a younger age, uh, on his home world, and then probably the transition to his adopted family. And then maybe how, like, I guess kind of his transition from there into the rebellion, but will it be, does he work for the rebellion or become part of the rebellion? and then do a mission inside the empire or does he go inside the empire and then become part of the rebellion and so it'll be interesting to kind of see his journey and then i guess mon mothma's story is going to run parallel and then luthan rail will be the connecting piece between the underworld of cassian and the upper echelon of society that mon mothma is that's kind of what i'm gleaning from this trailer uh, or are kind of all the trailers put together as what this season will be constructed as i guess thematically what i get from this trailer that is consistent through a lot of star wars is it seems like it's a who do you want to be show it's like uh mm. okay what do you want your legacy to be like looking at the big picture like who is the guy and what are the ethics that you want to embody um and that's almost like it's a challenge for for cassian to take on such a big existential question but it's interesting to have an existential arc about a character we already know the fate of and so in some cases it's kind of a letdown to know what the ending is for this person and that's why prequels don't always mm. work but like maybe it actually liberates this show and just helps us to enrich an already interesting character. Yeah. I'm just trying to think, like, wasn't that like a big part of the Rogue One trailer? Wasn't there where they had Saw Gerrera do the, what would you become? Yeah. Uh, like, And that was like a really big, like, and I don't even know if that was in Rogue One. I don't think it was. Well, no, but... It, it's not but there was a lot of stuff that was in the trailers that didn't make the final bit of Rogue specifically one. a Forrest Whitaker too no and yeah I, I mean it Good seems point. at least in this Andor trailer like there's a lot of commonality in that particular um mm -hmm. character journey because um I, I guess it's Stellan Skarsgård is he's talking very uh frankly about how you're going to need to die for a cause or or maybe you ought to die for a cause. And so that's Richard mm. knowing that he in fact does. Yeah, and basically make sure it's one that's worthwhile and of a sizable proportion. And so it certainly is that for Cassian. So it'll be good to see kind of his pathway there and the decisions that he makes. Well, yeah, and, and uh, that right there uh, lends a lot to the theory that this show is going to be a lot more adult than a lot of other Star Wars has been. That's kind of like one of the main talking points about it promotionally is just like, this isn't mm -hmm. your kid's Star Wars show. This is going to attract a slightly more mature audience, perhaps. And yeah, if we're, we're dealing with like politics and 
ethical gray areas for our heroes and certainly death and giving your life for a cause, which we've already done with this character in particular. That's that's kind of heavy for Star Wars. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess that's a good point where it's the entire thing is serving an ending that we know, whereas that occurred with the prequels, but the prequels, while you know the prequels has to have a, a sad ending, you know that it needs to have a sad ending because the war, the galaxy starts in a sad place and gets better for the original trilogy. But you know the ending of the original trilogy is happy, so it's okay. Whereas this is an interesting one because while Rogue One extends into the original trilogy, this will be, like, Andor and Rogue One will be viewed as a, as a duo. And it, it's kind of going to start in a spot that's sad, and it's going to probably end in a spot that's sad, and Rogue One starts in a spot that's sad and ends in a spot that's sad. Um, and it won't necessarily have that direct connection into A New Hope the same way because right. it'll connect into Rogue One. And so it'll be just it'll be interesting to see if that brings like kind of like a dreariness to the show or if there's enough levity that it still feels like Star Wars and can kind of you can you can still have not be brought down as a too dark of a depressing experience. Because like when I get up in the morning at 5 a.m., I don't want it to be like, well, that was a, an interesting start to my day. <laughs> right, um, right. Okay, that was, I, I'm, I'm, I want to be able to think about it throughout the day and have it like um, raise questions or make me make me think, but it doesn't, I don't necessarily want it to be a show that is a chore because it's, it's trying to be so dark. I guess I, I really am just, I, I do feel a little worried about that, but at the same time, I am excited to the point where I do believe this could be an absolute home run uh, and uh, like the the best Star Wars of the year, potentially. Yeah. Well, you've been saying that for a long time, so you'll deserve the credit. I mean, the show just needs a K2SO, whether it's literally him or or someone else. Like uh, Diego Luna, very charismatic and actually very silly in interviews, but the character yeah. doesn't seem to be anything but pretty serious most of the time. And so he's just going to need a buddy who's lighter. And Star Wars <laughs> always has those characters. Yeah, and he's got like a, a little astromech of some kind or like a, some form of mech droid maybe like an admin mech or something. Um, and it's a little red droid. I can't remember. I think it probably has a name. Uh, but maybe that character will have some some levity uh, or someone in Cassian's family or his like adopted mother who uh, has been featured in some of the, the trailers. I don't know who's, who's playing her. But. Just a couple other vaguely familiar faces in this trailer. Uh, one of them is the British actress Fiona Shaw, who our generation knows as Aunt Petunia from the Harry Potter movies. And she's like much older and she has like, white curly hair in this trailer um i'm curious oh, so to see yeah. her okay sorry yeah literally it's amazing that you just said that i'm pretty sure that's the woman i was just referring to i think she's probably going to be playing uh cassian's uh like adoptive like mother I okay think. all right um yeah. and, and then there's this other guy i don't know if i'm pronouncing his name correctly but eben moss backrack who i've been really excited about this guy this summer because he was kind of the secondary guy in the show the bear on hulu which is like my favorite new show of the year this guy oh, is just yeah. he, he's only seen very very briefly in the android trailer um but he's like a tall guy and he's uh got like short brown hair and a beard and he it just oozes charisma almost in like an adam driver kind of way and so i have a hard time imagining oh, he'll take a back seat he was also in the uh, the Amanda Seyfried Theranos show. He was in that, and he was in Girls. Just an 
exceptional actor. And so I'm excited to see him in Star Wars as well. Oh, great. I, uh, I, I don't know who that is. So I'll, uh, I'll have to keep my eye out and uh, match IMDb with the trailer to, to keep my eye out for the character. Because I'm sure if this is, by the sounds of it, he's got a, a, enough pedigree that it's probably not just a, a background character. It's probably someone of, of some substance. I'm on his IMDb right now, and it actually doesn't even say Andor on it. But I saw him in the trailer. So he's there. The character, okay. the character just doesn't have a name publicly yet, I guess. Oh, yeah. Also, the fact that Andrew's got a pretty big cast and there's probably only Huge. 20 people listed on IMDb or something. Uh, OK, anything else you want to say about that trailer? Um, not too much other than um, the scenery is really eclectic. I mean, yes, there's desert again, but it's going to be great. There's big pastures with kind of cool different um, design, like farming like land that yeah. like, just seems extremely otherworldly, but also extremely earth-like which i just i really liked it was it seems like star wars gold in that regard but also the like green mountains uh that seem very uh european um a, uh, tie fighter flying over water but then also coruscant uh in 2022 and uh imperial facilities yeah it just it looks so bloody beautiful which i know everybody's been saying like crazy it's uh it's beating the drum um but it really is going to be a uh, a stunner of the show. Okay, let's move on to The Mandalorian. I had no idea we were going to get such um, a broad Mando trailer this far out because at earliest now, we're going to be getting this show in March or April. I don't know, actually. I can't remember. Uh, I'm sure they did say that. Uh, I do feel behind. Um, the trailer itself uh, just said streaming in 2023. Uh, it does say uh, scheduled to premiere, um, or this is just according to Wikipedia, so not super reliable, uh, but in February 2023. Okay. Uh, and then the direct says um, in 2023, uh, somewhere else I see, uh, it says 20, February 2023. So yeah, February 2023 seems like uh, pretty likely, and that's not that far away. So an interesting thing is happening with this third season of Mando that has almost maybe never happened on any other serialized drama, not that I can think of, where we're going to return from the hiatus with stuff having happened to these characters on screen, but in a different show. What are the implications of this? Is this going to be a real issue? And are they going to make strides to write it into this show to bridge the gap? I think they will do um, a, a recap the same way that Obi-Wan Kenobi started with the recap of the prequels. Yeah. They will do that for the book of Boba Fett um, for the start of Mando season three. So in case you missed it, here's like more than just an episode recap. Here's a, a recap or like a real like immersive um, what you missed in the care in the life of our characters. I overall think it was a, a mistake. It was, and I don't I don't like the way it's done. This is not the MCU where you can where you should be trying to do that. I don't think it makes any sense to try and like just chop up all of your different shows and then like divide up little pieces of them here and there. You can have them all go towards the same direction and be occurring at the same time, but. It just didn't make sense, and, and we've talked about the the way Book of Boba Fett structure didn't make sense. But it will impact Mando season three because I'm sure there were some people who didn't watch Book of Boba Fett or gave up on Book of Boba Fett, uh, and yeah, are I mean, feel a little cheated. Book of Boba Fett is 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 a it's a 
it exists because of fan service, for better or worse. And I, I actually don't think The Mandalorian does. There are a lot of people who are discovering Star Wars via The Mandalorian. And it will be mm. alienating to them to feel like they missed, on some, missed out on something so critical. And just taking out the factor that it occurred on a different show, that it happened so fast feels so wimpy that they... Mm-hmm built all of this emotion into these two characters parting and literally the next time we saw them together they reunited for good and so it just yeah. it's it seems one like one episode apart one episode apart and uh, yeah almost no time at all as as satisfying as it was to get that little mini mando yeah. grogu arc in the middle of a show we were otherwise kind of struggling with it really seems like a bizarre choice um and so this new season is going to be about there i mean it's it's said in the in the narration by the armorer you're a a clan of two now so it's really Mm -hmm. about these two being thick as thieves um but maybe more so than ever it's going to be a season about the identity of the mandalorian he's really been stripped of his um of his brotherhood and he has to kind of reckon with that while also potentially having an enemy in bo-katan yeah, I'm not sure he's going to necessarily have an enemy in Bo-Katan, but somebody who has different goals. She certainly. seems ominous now, in this trailer to me. She's like looking out a window. Yeah, absolutely. At the end of like a long hallway and uh, it's like kind of dr- it's this dreary castle. Uh, she's questioning like basically Din being like a cult member. Uh, I think it will certainly be about the identity of din as the mandalorian but also all of mandalorians and accepting each other and the differences that they have because they're a warrior culture but they've fought with each other more than they've fought with anybody else True. i mean yes they've fought with the jedi and they fought with everybody but they, all, they they do have a lot of internal fighting uh and in order to reunite mandalorian and and restore it in some capacity we'll need to get over these differences that they have and even like bo saying like uh, to Grogu, like, do you think your dad was the only Mandalorian? And it's just, it's, yes, he is referred to as Mando to everybody else in this galaxy. And so, like, he, he is already, a, like, each of, each Mandalorian is a symbol for all of Mandalore. And mm-hmm. so they're going to get into, like, a lots of representation in that regard. And, like, what the Darksaber means to wield, I imagine. Uh, they show the ruins of uh, the, the domed city of Sindari. And so... Uh, I, I absolutely agree. I think it's going to be uh, a really interesting twist of a season where um, maybe being a little bit more focused on Mandalore and what it means to be a Mandalorian than than ever before. And so that'll be good uh, to have a little bit of a different, um, I guess, purpose of the season as opposed to just let's get this guy, let's get this little guy to a, uh, uh, his home, a.k.a. let's get this little guy to Luke Skywalker. Speaking of little guys, Babu Frick. Yes, and Zellens. <laughs> I wonder if they should have just saved that and not put it in the trailer. Not that he's like such a, a big secret or anything, but like it would have been kind of fun if he surprised us in the show. Yeah, I'm not sure if it will be Babu Frick or yeah. just Enzellans. Yeah. Um, it, but I, I think there's no reason it can't be Babu. Uh, and if it's not Babu, then I, I'm sure other Enzellans are just as fun. Or or maybe Babu is like a drunk and we find out that other Enzellans speak very <laughs> coherently. Uh, and that Babu is just ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, 
but otherwise, yeah, that was really great to see. Uh, there's lots of stuff in, in, the, in the trailer, despite there being a lot of recap, too. Uh, some great space battles. We get to see R5 in Din's, uh, like, in, in the spot where Grogu's little dome is. It's almost like that dome's going to crack, and then they'll have to put in a droid, or he'll need a mission where he needs, like, a droid's navigational system or something, and then um then we'll have to get over his droid fear yeah i'm seeing r5 right now here standing with amy sedaris in the trailer now when we see this version of uh of an r5 droid are we to assume it's always the very same one that was rejected by owen lars not necessarily not necessarily however this one is because this is the one with the bad motivator okay uh, they sh they show the bad motivator uh in season one it's working at the cantina uh, and then Amy Sedaris, I guess, buys it and uh, it's was in her shop in season uh, or either season two or Book of Boba Fett. I can't remember which one. Right. Um, but he's clearly returning and uh, she's going to be selling him or pawning him off on Din. <laughs> Could this be the final season for Mando? Like the it would be a trilogy in that sense. I don't think this is going to be the end of Grogu or, or Din Djarin necessarily, but we're probably ending a phase of Star Wars TV pretty soon. I could see it maybe lasting only four seasons. I would be shocked if this is the last season. Uh, I think it'll be four or five or six seasons. Um, I think but probably four or five. Um, but they've got a clear plan on what they want to do. It's going to, or they said it was going to culminate in some large event. And considering that they have all these other shows occurring at the same time and what the clear purpose of the Ahsoka show is, and some of the things they've set up in Mando season two, it does feel like they are going for some heir to the empire style TV show event. And so heir to the empire was the big uh, trilogy of books uh, featuring Thrawn uh, in the nineties that introduced Thrawn and took place after episode six. And so they're going to likely do some reimagination of heir to the empire um, using some different characters, uh, but some similar concepts. And that will be the crisis on infinite earths, uh, comparison for star Wars. Do you think we'll get a book of Boba Fett too? Does that seem likely at will. this point? Really? I, I think we will just in terms yeah. of, uh, John Favreau's love for it. Um, they seem to really like working with Robert Rodriguez, uh, and the character, it, it, it does feel a little unfinished. I feel, Oh Yeah. I feel unsatisfied with Boba Fett. It was Fett's anticlimactic ending. for sure, yeah. But then again, that doesn't mean we need another season of Book of Boba Fett. Bo Boba can return in Mando season three or Mando season four or the culminating event or um, in Ahsoka or, or bloody anything else. Uh, it doesn't need necessarily to be uh, leading his own show because. Well, he kind of made his name as being somebody in the background, and that's maybe where he he should be to a little bit. Not necessarily tomorrow, Morrison. I want to see uh, plenty of Captain Rex in the Ahsoka show, but uh, true, yeah. not necessarily uh, a ton of front and center Boba Fett. Uh, do you want to talk about Ahsoka now? Because I don't know anything about what they've been teasing. At they didn't actually officially release any footage, but you have in fact seen some because it's leaked. Yeah, um, I guess kind of the only other things for Mando were um, we do see Pershing doing some undercover oh, stuff. Yeah, and right. so he he might be doing some work for the New Republic now that he's in their custody, I believe. So I'm happy they're coming back to him because they, they've very slowly been laying groundwork about this guy mattering. And I will be satisfied mm. if they can pay that off. Yeah, or like I would like to see him 
continue to illuminate them on Grogu's importance mm. or, or the implications. Well, yeah, just like the impl- like what they what they wanted him for. Tell us about the connections that we can draw to the sequel trilogy. Yeah, uh, and then plenty of fireworks as well, which looked like uh, maybe they were on Tatooine, but that was kind of cool to see. Just in, where Grogu was watching those. Uh, but yeah, we can talk about Ahsoka. Uh, so Ahsoka, they uh, there has been a little bit of a leak. Uh, there's not that much to see really it's something they just they showed at i think they may have shown it at star wars celebration as well uh and they, i think they did yeah and they showed it again at d23 but still haven't shown it to the public which is weird uh but they show within that uh a couple shots of ahsoka with her her leku are a little bit longer her head tails uh so it's a little bit more uh, animated accurate which is which is nice to make that look a little bit better it does look a little bit better uh they show her igniting some lightsabers lifting off her hood uh, they also show the very final scene of Rebels reenacted in live action oh, cool. uh, with Sabine uh, kind of looking up at a mural that she's painted. And so that's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, but it also leads us to believe that we'll maybe get to see Ahsoka's transition into Ahsoka the White. Because when she Ahsoka approaches Sabine to go on their journey to look for Ezra, she's in this like white cloak with a big white staff it's very much like gandalf the gray to gandalf the white and so it'd be cool if the ahsoka show and i think what we'll be getting is at some point or maybe the end of season one or midway through season one or the end of episode one they will reenact to that um final sequence in rebels and so they will kind of have that crossover of timeline there uh and continue on um there's some Jedi artifacts that you get to see um, and uh, someone trying to use the force, but that's, that's about it. It's uh, it's pretty small. There is uh, one scene where um, Ahsoka, Sabine uh, and Hera are walking. Uh, Hera being uh, one of the, another main character from rebels. I, I think probably Mary Elizabeth Winstead will be playing her. I think I mentioned that before, right. uh, but we don't know for sure. Um, Ray Stevenson is another person who's been cast in the show. He'll probably be playing, he's playing an Imperial Admiral of sorts, but not Thrawn. Uh, so likely uh, a reimagination of um, Pelion, who is Thrawn's sidekick in the novel, in the original novels from the 90s. And so um, the, further leading to the belief that some people have, uh, including myself, that they'll be doing some form of heir to the empire reenactment uh and telling thrawn's original story uh post episode six post return of the jedi wow <laughs> that's so exciting there's so much going on yeah there is and so it'll be interesting to see whether luke will be playing a big role like he did mm. in the original heir to the empire like are they going to have this deep fake luke be a, a main character or will ahsoka carry a little bit more of the torch of the luke role in the heir to the empire and thrawn can still kind of play his role there uh it'll be interesting and know. also the, the villains like they've the grisk are uh like an alien race from a different galaxy uh and in the 90s they were called the yuzong vong but they've kind of set up in the, in the novels that they would have this other powerful alien race that could be threatening the our our galaxy far far away that we know and love and so a lot of things are setting up to to retell a very popular storyline but it'll be interesting to see how luke han and leia would be incorporated in that. yeah i really think that they want to use luke sparingly i'm not saying minimally mm. just sparingly and then the other two it's probably all the more challenging because at least they've gotten you know some of the kinks ironed out with deep faking luke skywalker 
I also just don't know how I feel about this new habit they have at Star Wars of calling a show one character's name and then not even like wholly making it about that person's journey. And like, mm. I like ensembles very much. Star Wars has always worked best that way. But like we were just talking about Mando stealing the show into the Book of Boba Fett or like a show mm. called Andor that is decidedly not just about Andor. Um, I don't like that title, no. No, it's kind of a weird title without even having seen the show. I guess we don't know for sure. But this is called Ahsoka. It's about Ahsoka. I fully expect to see Luke and lots of other cool people. But I really do want it to be her show. I've got a lot to learn about this character. And so do a lot of Star Wars fans. That's absolutely true. And I think it will be. And I think Sabine will be the second main character. But it'll be Ahsoka's... Like, Dave Filoni's running the show. And his favorite... This is Ahsoka. That's his baby. And so I think this is just in terms of ahsoka i believe will service whatever culminating event the most because thrawn appears to be the main villain in the ahsoka show and thus will be the main villain for this era because he's the only one prominent enough to have like he's more prominent than a moff gideon and so moff gideon's not being set up as the big bad anymore he's being set up as maybe the main antagonist for mando and grogu but not necessarily the era's big bad. And so that's the reason why I think Ahsoka is going to set up a lot of that framework, but yeah, but still totally be about Ahsoka. We also don't know how long Ahsoka is going to be. Is it going to be one season? Is it going to be two, three, four, five season? Who, who knows? And so uh, that's another thing that just kind of leaves a few things up in the air. But this is all also going to be working around um, this the same era uh, and Skeleton Crew being the other show that right. is just kind of skyrocketed from nothing and already into production now um, as uh, one of the other shows in this era. So that's also- But that's not an animated show, Skeleton Crew? Skeleton Crew is uh, the one starring Jude Law. Oh, and right. so Oh, God, it, yeah. Yeah, it's already like kind of started production. Uh, Jude Law talked about, he said a lot without saying anything at all. Uh, <laughs> and he, the only thing you could see was that there are some characters that made him feel like a kid again. Nice. So that would either be Luke may appear in it or there's stormtroopers. <laughs> I mean, sure. it could be anything along those lines. Uh, I do. I've, I've always like as soon as they announced him, it made me think, is this a young Laura Santeca? Uh, and it's a show about like this guy with kids. Uh, and so maybe it's him rounding up kids for Luke's Jedi Academy. Um, if that's not it, then that's totally fine. But it's just for some reason, that was one thing that kind of stood out to me. That uh, also would announced... be era appropriate, right? It, exactly. Yeah. It just makes sense in terms of like they're setting up the Jedi Temple in the Book of Boba Fett. And so like they show all these things that kind of align. It just would make a lot of sense as to kind of what's the missing piece of all of these um, kind of perspectives that are impacting the main characters and the main events of the galaxy and okay well the next generation needs to kind of be set up for what's going to be taken down by ben solo pre-sequel trilogy and so uh, that'll be kind of interesting but maybe it could just be a ragtag group of pirates um that has like a captain hook and and lost boys kind of style we have no idea i love uh, it because that could be kind of cool too uh two kids uh ravi cabot uh con Conyers. Um, anyway, he played Antonio in, in Uncanto. Um, okay, so right. he's gonna be he's gonna be one of the kids, and they cast uh, they cast another girl, uh, Kiriana Crater, who was in a show called Bunked. I've never heard of it, but um, so they've, they've they've they have the cast. Uh, they showed a, sh- uh, a shot of Jude Law with a bunch of tattletale droids around him, uh, and so 
they've, they've started on set and uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, what that one is. But I think that one's going to be like, how quickly it went into production. It makes me think it's got a really good vision to it of, of some kind. So oh, I, I'm not worried wow. about it. Well, and also this show is now starting to feel like the show that's not on everybody's radar the way Andor wasn't on anyone's radar as recently mm-hmm. as six months or a year ago. And now there's all this hype and maybe... Maybe like kind of flying under the radar is a really good way for a Star Wars show to land on the scene. Although Jude Law is a very, very famous person. So people will know. Yeah, I mean, you get the Jude Law factor. This is clearly Star Wars' attempts to get a Stranger Things. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a new (laughs) IP, but a familiar era. Uh, or a new IP, but like a new set of characters. Like it, it really, and it's John Watts who just had like crap tons of success with Spider-Man and building likable young characters in an ensemble. I mean, it's it really has all the makings of uh, of a success that also feels Star Warsy, but at the same time feels very new. It's not connected. Like this might be the most disconnected thing that they've ever done or announced other than the Acolyte. The Acolyte probably is the most disconnected thing that they've ever announced, uh, which is one of the reasons why I'm so excited about that one. Um, But this was probably second. I can't think of anything else that's like so severed from all of the other projects. Although it's in the right timeline, that's the only thing that seems to be connected about it. So that's, that's exciting. So Tales of the Jedi is a very interesting thing that I'm sure you told me was happening, but really was not on my radar at all. Or at least it in the form that it appears to take in this trailer. New animated show, six episodes. They're called shorts, and we don't really know if that means they're six minutes or 25 minutes, Um, but they're individual stories. It's an anthology show featuring a lot of characters we already know. Yeah, so it it could be, like, maybe it's going to be a little bit more along the lines of Visions, where those were probably on average... 10, 11 minutes. Uh, and that's probably what I, we should be expecting. Although I would love it if they were closer to Clone Wars episodes. Uh, but yeah, like you said, uh, six episodes, three, uh, two arcs, um, uh, one about Ahsoka, one about Dooku. It appears to be three episodes, each of a different age. Yeah. Uh, Ahsoka while uh, she's a baby, Ahsoka while she's training with Anakin, and then likely Ahsoka right after uh, or right amidst maybe right after order 66 uh so maybe immediately after what we've seen her in the clone wars they could be continuing uh the very end of uh season seven of the clone wars and just go beyond that point or even insert it around that same time uh and then dooku at three ages as well um what looks like when he's just a jedi knight then when he's a jedi master training qui-gon and then uh when he's uh, a jedi master um, falling to the to the dark side. And so these look just so exciting and okay. excellent. How is it that they have successfully rendered an animated version of a younger beardless Qui-Gon? They don't you don't hear him speak in the trailer and still he's recognizable. Like it's it's not Liam Neeson. It's an animated like version of what he might have looked like younger except only sort of, but it's he doesn't look like Qui-Gon, except he does, except you know right away that it is Qui-Gon, and only then mm-hmm. do I remember, oh, right, because his master was was Dooku. It's just so amazingly well done. Yeah, it, it looks excellent. Uh, it's so great to see someone like a young Qui-Gon rendered in that Clone Wars style, 
uh, to see a young Dooku done in that way. It's just, it's, it's really exciting to explore those characters. Uh, you could have given me an entire show about those two characters and I would have been thrilled yeah. for it. Uh, it's voiced, uh, I think young Qui-Gon's voiced by, uh, Liam Neeson's son. Uh, and so that's really cool. Uh, and those, like those stories can get really interesting in how you explore how Qui-Gon became the best Jedi learning from somebody who was very clearly not the best Jedi. Uh, and so you're going to have, um, like probably what looks like Dooku and Qui-Gon settling some kind of dispute and Dooku probably takes it too far. Uh, you do hear Qui-Gon talk at one point. Like, I think he does mention something about like, no master or something, something like that. Sort of indicating that Dooku is, is going down a path that he can't follow. Right. Uh, and then you also see Dooku fighting alongside Mace Windu. Mace Windu kind of says the same thing. Like, mm -hmm. no Dooku. Um, and then you also see at a later stage, uh, Yaddle. I know. To, I was so uh, weirded out that they, they chose to bring in Yaddle. I thought for sure they're just going to like not deal with that character as much as possible. Because I think that the existence of Yaddle is a thorn in their side nowadays, canonically. Not, not with this. They're going to try to utilize Yaddle. They're going to make Yaddle even more badass than they ever have before. Well, uh, and Yaddle is very wise. And Yaddle is going to unfortunately die to Dooku. Uh, oh, wait, that's very possible. Oh, yeah. I think that's almost a guarantee. Yeah, probably so. Well, and also somebody at Star Wars now or a handful of people know what Yaddle is species-wise because they've been forced mm. to determine that at, at least secretively. And so they but might Dave be... Filoni. Yeah. yeah, of course, Dave Filoni and, and probably Favreau too. And so they'll... Mm. Um, I guess they can use that to their advantage. Yeah, I mean, this character exists. So lean into it, uh, serve her well, uh, show how wise she is, show her kicking ass, show Dudu, not Dudu, that's hilarious, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dooku fight dirty so that Yaddle keeps the, the moral high ground in every way. Uh, you can even show that Yaddle is like maybe like, what would be cool is if we got to see that Yaddle was like secretly Qui-Gon's like fun aunt sort of master <laughs> where it's like yaddle was the one all along who really was the reason qui-gon became such a good jedi yeah it was yaddle and yoda teaching him on the side whereas dooku just gets all the credit well what um, are the chances yaddle doesn't have like, a great personality i mean statistically oh, yeah her, her species is yaddle, charismatic absolutely yaddle does have uh some prominence in in a book um I don't remember which one though, but um, they they have featured Yaddle, and Yaddle is very wise. Uh, Yaddle does not speak like uh, Yoda. Yaddle speaks normally. Right, that's very curious. Um, yeah, so it's um, it'll be interesting to hear more about how Yoda like was Yoda with his species longer, and Yaddle like maybe we'll find out at some point that Yaddle was brought to the Jedi Temple as a, a youngling like Grogu. Uh, and that's why they will speak normally, whereas Yoda was maybe brought to the Jedi Temple as like he was 50 or something. Or, or maybe it's the other way around and Yaddle was brought to the Jedi Temple as an adult. And that's what or I, I don't know. Who is this interesting Sith looking character with a double bladed lightsaber and like a Guy Fox mask? Uh, yeah, this is the cool. This is a super cool looking character. So I have no idea. Uh, and so this is one of the things that I've been worried a little bit about with uh ancillary ahsoka content 
because Dave Filoni is so protective of Ahsoka that whenever anybody else touches Ahsoka, he almost feels like, yeah, I don't need to listen to anything that they did. Uh, and so there's an Ahsoka book where Ahsoka fights an Inquisitor, oh. uh, the sixth, the sixth brother. Um, and I, I don't like, maybe they're going to reenact this and that's it. But from other materials, that's not what the sixth brother looks like. Now, maybe they're just going to change the way the sixth brother looks and I'm okay with that. Uh, but it does kind of lead us down the path of, or is this going to be just Ahsoka fights an Inquisitor and well, they're going to just do it in a totally different way, which is kind of weird. But here's the thing. It, there are subtitles embedded into the video. You can't turn the mm. subtitles off in this YouTube video. They're there regardless. And so in another frame of this trailer, that character is exposed as indeed an Inquisitor and not like a Sith mm. or anything else. And so it just says Inquisitor and who might you be? And so mm. we know at least that much about the character. True, but there's lots of Inquisitors. So I would rather this be we find out that Ahsoka has fought multiple Inquisitors. However, at the same time, it would be pretty cool to see that Ahsoka fights this Inquisitor because that's how Ahsoka gets her white lightsabers. Is she defeats, defeats an Inquisitor, takes the two red crystals from the double-bladed lightsaber that an Inquisitor has, and then purifies them back because a Sith takes lightsaber crystals from someone they've killed, bleeds them red, and then when you purify them back, they don't have a color anymore. So they're white. And that's where Ahsoka makes her two white lightsabers right. after she buries her lightsabers. So that would make a lot of sense to put that in the animated show because that's a, an important moment. And then it would be cool to kind of capture and show her making her lightsabers. So I get the reason to want to show that. I just I hope it doesn't completely negate everything that was done in the book because uh, it seems like Dave Filoni's undoing that entire book. And I do feel bad for the author. Um, because she's a, she's a good Star Wars author, and it's, it's a decent book. So those are coming out October 26th. Will that be amid the Andor run, or will Andor be finishing up by then? Uh, that will be amid the Andor run. Yeah, because uh, Andor is going to run for longer than any Star Wars show ever has. Uh, yeah, it will. Um, it will, that's right, because it's got 12 episodes, although three are coming out at once, but yeah. that'll mean it'll still have like a nine- Ten week runtime. Yeah. Uh, so that's uh, yeah. That's definitely. Oh well, it wouldn't be as long as um, Bad Batch. Bad Batch would have been the would have been the longest one, but that's not uh, as as mainstream. Right. Uh, compared uh, to Mando, basically. Had, yeah. Yeah, and Bad Batch has been pushed back to January. It was believed that it was also going to be coming out in September, and that's dumb. Uh, yeah. Let let me have my Star Wars spaced out. I don't like. This has been an annoying few months uh, with between Kenobi and Andor when. You may have other shows overlapping. Time yourself out a little bit better, but at the same time, uh, it hasn't I'm been that long since Obi Wan was out. Like it, it's not like we've been waiting in this terrible Star Wars drought. It was just the summer. No, that's true. It hasn't been that long, but it, in terms of when there was a point where it looked like there would be Tales of the Jedi, Bad Batch, and Andor all at the same time, it was a little like, okay, come on, can I have something now or yeah. give me something over Christmas so that it's not this really weird kind of drought again? That's true. No Star uh, Wars this Christmas, which otherwise can be nice. Yeah, uh, you're right. No, that's true. There there shouldn't be any Star Wars uh, this Christmas. There won't be anything new, but uh, it will be Andor will run through uh the end of november i'd say i think right so that's that's pretty close yeah anything uh, else also, in in the buzz in the news anything else star wars wise that's worth mentioning 
Um, one other thing from Tales of the Jedi would be is we do see Ahsoka undercover at Padme's funeral. So that's kind of cool to see that yeah. she is able to make it to Naboo for Padme's funeral, show her respects there, but obviously doesn't want to be seen because of post-Order 66 timing of it all. And uh, I'm sure Palpatine has to make an appearance at a, at a funeral like that as well. Yeah, so I would think that's that, pretty high risk. I was going to say, Ahsoka doesn't blend in that well. No, but she, that's true with giant head tails, but she's got a hood on. She's stealthy. In Star Wars, when you wear a hood, you're a different character. Yeah, nobody and sees Who her. knows this more than Emperor Palpatine himself? That's true. <laughs> slash Darth uh, Inconspicuous over there. Uh, we, uh, Becky and I have been watching the OC, although we quit because we can't watch any more of this garbage TV show. We just thought it would be like fun to go back to this like soap that we watched when we were teenagers. We watched the first two seasons and now we, we just can't stomach it anymore. But towards the end of season two, wasn't I utterly flabbergasted to see two scenes featuring George Lucas? Are you aware that George Lucas is in an episode of the OC? No, I was not aware. That is ridiculous. It's so weird. There's this storyline where Adam Brody's character and another guy are getting their graphic novel published. And it's all like so highfalutin and unbelievable. But like then they have a meeting with George Lucas to potentially make it into a movie or something and already you're rolling your eyes but i never expected him to turn up in two scenes and he does and he acts and he can't it was weird <laughs> that is extremely strange also yeah. something george lucas it doesn't feel like anything he would ever do not only would he not do the oc he also wouldn't turn someone's graphic novel into a movie i thought i said the same thing sense. i said the same thing like the, as soon as they said george lucas is thinking about turning your novel into a, one of his next movies and i was like well, that would never happen That's, no <laughs> i don't think he's ever gonna it's, make another movie again in fact and he certainly wouldn't be some 17 year old's comic book no it would be something from the mind of george lucas yeah. like everything else has always been <laughs> it's kind of a wonder since the big acquisition he hasn't tried to like start a new world i guess he just he doesn't have the heart to to try and He's, recreate his original success. He would never do a new galaxy. Uh, you, I could see him but doing... But a, a lot of big directors do have that ego and that hubris. Yeah. Like, look at Jim Cameron. He would if, if he sold off Avatar and regretted it, he'd start a new kind of Avatar. Yeah, you're totally right. Uh, George Lucas is focused on his museum, and uh, he's even said that he wanted to make movies that he would never show the public. And so I'm sure he's doing that. I'm sure he's made a couple movies so weird. that he's hired, like in like people don't really realize George Lucas is the producer of, and maybe they've been seen at a couple festivals. Maybe they've not, Maybe, but George Lucas has the money that he can just do these weird experimental things, lock them up and then say, uh, release this in a hundred years and maybe they'll get it then. That would be crazy. And, uh, that would be wild. Like, like there are lost, it would be, there are lost J.D. Salinger books, right? It would be so crazy if there were lost George Lucas movies and if they were good, that would be crazy. Oh boy. Yeah. Long after George Lucas is, well, that would be sad because it would be a man who was not appreciated in his own time. Like a lot of great artists. Yeah. He was appreciated so much for one thing yet his appreciation for that like people basically said well, you've worn out your welcome on the thing that we all love you for which is ridiculous right. but sadly the way that the world made him feel uh and the reason he he got rid of it in the end so anything else you want to talk about star wars wise anything else you're excited for any other news or leaks 
I don't know if I mentioned this in when we were talking about Ahsoka. I actually don't think I did. I think I've danced around it and never mentioned it. But uh, the fact that it appears like we have uh, our Ezra cast. Oh, yeah. Uh, right. And that would be Iman Isfandi, who is essentially is just if you did like a, a filter on here's an animated character. How would they look if they were a real like real life yeah, person? It's uncanny. Put that over Ezra in <laughs> Rebels. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. The guy could not be better. Uh, resemblance casting and also I watched a, a very short uh, like 30 second interview with him uh, and he seems like he's got a lot of charisma and his voice is very um, energetic and so it, it feels like it, he will be a very consistent Ezra which is which is great awesome. uh, especially with what we've seen from uh, Natasha Liberdizzo who seems like she'll be very very consistent Sabine uh, so they're going with really um, visually accurate people. Uh, and I'm sure that they're, they're solid actors as well. Um, Mina Masood was the heavy rumor for a long time, but it just, when that was a rumor for so long without being confirmed by uh, extremely reliable sources, uh, it just seemed less and less likely, which is also why I'm worried that Lars Mikkelsen is probably not going to be thrown either and that mm. they will have cast somebody else, which is, I think is just the weirdest decision ever when you've got someone who's such a great fit. But maybe he didn't want to do it. And if that's the case, then you can't fault him because uh, some people don't want to be in, in makeup that long. But it seemed like the most slam dunks thing ever. But I'll be very interested to see uh, whoever is Thrawn and, and how that goes. Because that is going to happen. Ezra was cast for Ahsoka, right? Yes, that would be for Ahsoka. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Well, there's and lots appearing to be, on IMDb. Lots um, to be excited about. If you have any thoughts about these trailers for Tales of the Jedi and or The Mandalorian, we'd love to hear them. Of course, uh, and or premieres next week. So in some fashion, we're going to have like a big uh, season premiere podcast episode for us to talk about that big explosion of what's essentially going to be a movie's worth of, of and or content. So that's going to mm. be coming very, very soon. Excited to talk about that. Indeed. Yeah, nothing else really in the Star Wars uh, zeitgeist other than the everybody's prepared for uh, for for Andor, and uh, it'll be a, an exciting fall of news, I imagine, as more and more casting comes out. I, I expect that to continue to to be a domino effect on the Acolyte and Skeleton crew. Send us your thoughts or your queries. You can email recorder66podcast at gmail.com or you can tweet at recorder66. Please make sure you rate and review on your preferred podcast app or if you're joining us on YouTube, be sure to like and subscribe. And until we are together again, may the force be with you. Be with you.